Okay, everybody, good evening. So we are uh, reconvening. I always like, like every day now seems to be like years. <laughs> um, like there's so many uh, things that are going on. It's just like mind-boggling. Um, if I wouldn't want to be a rabbi, I would love to be a talk show host. I would have so much to talk about. Like, okay, your podcast just talking about the current situation and give my own two cents about what the... When, who should go back to work? When to go back to work? But well, everyone else has an opinion. I can have an opinion too. Uh, um, really, I think that um, we're we're really in um, every day. Really, is is tremendously uh, packed, and it's really uh, not only is it packed. I I just uh, on my way home, I was speaking to a, a, a gentile who's lives pretty close to my my house, whose wife actually is involved in the medical field and. Um, involved in a hospital doing the testing, so he's very well aware, and I told him, um, here's my, it's not my podcast, this is connected to my share, uh, that, you know, really, if you ask me, and this is very true, at this point, I'm dealing with a lot of people who have um, non-health issues, um, which, you know, there are very legitimate concerns and dangers and fears, which I don't want to poo-poo or mitigate, but there are people who've really have been hurt tremendously financially, people who are in businesses, construction, uh, who run their own business. There are people who are really suffering loneliness, uh, anxieties, emotional issues. Uh, for those saying to Hillem, uh, you know, I may have mentioned this tomorrow for the case someone's not on it, I mean, really we should be davening, not just for a cure, not just for that. I mean, there are people who really are having issues, and that's just the beginning um, the the consequences of this are are going to be some for some time and, and and as bothersome to me if not the most bothersome beyond the health issues um, there are people who are really steiging and growing spiritually and um, who use this to uh, pick up their game and other people have um, partially or fully collapsed to a large extent and. Some people have told me that they have, uh, without being in a shul environment, they have, their prayers went down, although for some people, Dominic has went up. Other people have just um, lost it. Now, the people listening to this year uh, are not the people I've heard that from. So kudos to you. Uh, I like to think that this year is somewhat helpful in that, or any share. Um, but there are a lot of people who even don't even listen to the recordings of this um, or, or any share, and really they're struggling. And, you know, I mentioned last week, where's my club? My tailum actually was by my stender, because I've been using it, besides the tailum. So, you know, I mentioned last week the an amazing Pusik that we say every Friday night and Shabbos morning. Uh, in Mizmer Shirliom HaShabbos. Now, by the way, I, I saw that Chaim Kanyevsky, Gadol Hador, he actually said in Eretz Yisrael, I mean, in general, I would say, that they asked him, could, they say, could you say extra Tehillim on Shabbos? Usually, we don't say Tehillim for the situation. He said, you should say the Mizmer Shirliom HaShabbos again. So, it's the end of Davening, it's Shir Shalyom. But he held, he should say it again uh, for the situation. And that's Tehillim Tzadi Beis. Uh, and we mentioned last week, it says, Lahagin baboker chastecha, the emunascha balelos, that we say in Tehillim, and we say in Kabbal Shabbos, the Psukid Zimra of Shabbos, 
that we should uh, actually Zimrah and Shir Shalom of Shabbos uh, that Lahagi by Boker Chasas that on Shabbos it's Tov Lahodas Lashem. It's good to praise Hashem, to sing His praises, to exalt Him, and in the mornings to talk about your kindness and your Emunah at night. And actually, the Lelos, we mentioned the seventh day of Pesach as well, even a couple weeks ago, that the Emunah Balelos is that the nights of Pesach, first night and the seventh night, those nights store off for the year. Well, when you have Emunah in the challenging times, that's really when it pays back. So I saw that Akira Sitzlach, Akira Sitzlach, was Rabbi Yitzhak Arama. He was Gdele Svard, one of the great uh, late 15th century Spanish sages. Uh, his work on Akira Sitzchak is a classic uh, commentary on Chumash. So he comments in Parshat B'Shalach, he asks the following question. He says, why does it say the Emunoscha in your faith at night shouldn't be our faith at night? Why? Right? We're, we're requited, we're rewarded, uh, we're rewarded and you are faithless and it should be our. We're rewarded for our Amuna at night. That when we have Amuna, that's how we discussed last week and two weeks ago. When we have Amuna at the time of night, then during the day, when it's, when it's light, it's a different expression of praise of Hashem. Why then do we mention Hashem's Amuna and not ours? In that case, it's a Gavalda Kazakh, an, an, an amazing thing. Zakta Kedis Yitzchak. We think that when it's night, um, sometimes it's overwhelmingly challenging. Uh, it's just so overwhelming. It's just so consuming. It's just so awful. So ter- terrible. But you have to know it's that Munasavalilis Hashem, first and foremost, has a Munah in us, which means that He knows that we're able to keep the challenges we have. That, that there's no, no test that any of us will, will have where we do not have the opportunity to be successful. That doesn't mean it won't be challenging for some, but it does mean that, that the, on the contrary, it's Hashem's Amun and us that allows us to be as successful as possible, not only for the moment, for, for eternity, but really for eternity. There was a famous uh, Rosh Hashivan, I had this close to hear him a few times, Shiva of Koyaka, Rabbi Huda Adas, uh, who's who are Adas, I think, as I say, in, 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 uh, but he, whose father was Rabbi Yaakov Adas, who was one of the rabbis of Chama Vada Yosef and Ben Sinaba Shaul, one of the Gedele Sfardim uh, who passed away about you know, 60 years ago at a young age, and he was really one of the Gedele, I think he was the chief rabbi of Jerusalem, or Tel, I think Tel Aviv maybe, for the Sfardim. Uh, but his son, Rehuda Das, is a gadol, a really, a really big Tamil chacham, a really big Salik. And he said the following thing. There's a story about, uh, actually, you know, Rehuda Das. So he, he always, he, I think he learned in Ashkenazi yeshiva, so he likes to show his Yiddish once in a while. So he, he's very familiar with the Ashkenazi world. I think he learned in Kol Torah, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So he said the following thing about a, a, a person who ended up being with a Gedele Hador. Um... Uh, uh, if, but the following thing, he said the following thing. This boy, when he was 13 years old, his parents sent him away to yeshiva. A tremendous, imagine showing a 13 year old kid in general way. Well, a 13 year old boy in those days, uh, you didn't see for months or years. Uh, there were there were no texting, FaceTime, phone calls, no letters that came regularly. And if they did come, it was every few weeks. There was no sending money and sending packages. It was really 
a different galaxy. To send a child away at the age of 13 was tremendous, mere serious nefesh um, for the, the, the family. And um, he was tested by this yeshiva. By this yeshiva. Uh, he was impressive. And that the, the, um, the yeshiva of the yeshiva said, I'm happy to accept you, but I cannot uh, give you uh, any food, which is the the there were setups in families in the neighborhood. We're not able to set you up because we've expended all of our resources. So you'll have to uh, find other places to eat, and if you can accept that, you'll be accepted to yeshiva. So this thirteen-year-old boy was forced to look for meals around the town, and he ended up having to, to get meals here and there. Is nothing steady. I mean, the poverty in, in most of Lithuania hundred plus years ago was was beyond our wildest. Uh, I went to the store la- last night with my kids. Well, actually, with one of my children. Uh, you know, I, I don't wear masks in the street. But I do wear masks and gloves. My kids. I mean, my daughter wear masks and gloves in the store. We're we're walking in the store. It's mamish empty. It's push it. I went to Lucky in Los Altos, nine o'clock. We had it was like the store and us. It was a Gavaldic. It was great. Why did I go? It was open at nine o'clock. And I knew no one would be there. We were in the Bay Area, I think. You know, most people go to about eight o'clock. Uh, we're we're up late now. You know, I went there. It's half La fellow. It was like the whole store was ours. But I think about, I look at the store. There was there was even tissues. Yeah, the tissues. There's everything you wanted. There was. It was chavisol milk and yogurts and ice cream. I mean, the place was jam-packed. I'm thinking to myself, like, this is the Nisayan that we have. The store was teeming with food. Teeming all over the freshest fruits and vegetables. And, and anyone, the chutzpah neurek, could compare this in one iota to a holocaust or even to the, I, I, the test that they had in America when Jews came here and they had to work on Shabbos, they could starve to death. No comparison. I mean, I think it was like, there's no comparison. I'm walking on the store to myself, you know, it was packed, packed. It was actually, it was Machaya. I never had such easy shopping my whole life. Come on. Went to the line. There was a line. It was great. Great. It was great. Um, so, you know, uh, so this was not like the way in Europe. In Lithuania, they were poor. And to get a meal was extraordinarily challenging. So this boy had to beg, beg for meals. Finally, he gets a couple of meals. But they never had food for him. And ad kede kach, the low of the low for him, was that he went on Erev Tishabov to go to a house to eat his pseudomafsakis, to eat his the pseudo before the eating on the ground with the bread and the, and the egg. And the, when he went there, he, the food reeked, the house reeked of like rottenness, and he had no choice. He had set up this meal, and he ended up eating there and throwing up the meal afterwards. Like he literally went to Tishabov and he threw up and he threw up and he threw up. Uh, and he went to, and he fasted Tishabov. He's just 13 years old by himself. No one to fend for him. Um, uh, and he fasted Tishba without that. The worst thing is, he realized after Tishba, he's only being in the yeshiva, came Pesach for a little bit, is that his all of his suitcases were stolen um, when he was in the this, this shul. And he now had no clothes but the clothes he was wearing. And for the next few years, he had to wash his clothes Friday because of complete poverty. And remember that said, like, look at this boy, he's going to the yeshiva. A hundred years ago, it was a time where, where Lithuania was teeming with children who left the path of Torah, partially for poverty, by the way. They were running into communism, secular Zionism, um, the Bund, which is which is social left-wing, typically anti-religious parties, uh, you know, or all other 
running away to America and to the, throwing off their kippahs there. And this kid, at 13 years old, is going to yeshiva and he has to throw up, you know, rotten food, not not eat on, on, before Tisha B'Av, have his clothes stolen. This boy, Rabbi Das would say over, became one of the G'dayle, here's what he was, he said, one of the G'dayle, one of the greatest tzaddikim of the generation, one of the most pious people, who probably, whose light shines to this day, and we're, we're here in the marriage people. How did he become this? Do you think he became this because life came to him easy? Everything was smooth? and No, it, it be, the way he became this was because Hashem looked at this 13-year-old kid that he could handle this. He could be, you know, the, the, the most successful he ever could uh, cause this. And I, I mentioned on a personal level that, you know, I am thankful post facto that I had uh, Epstein-Barr slash chronic fatigue for about a year in my life when I was 21, 22. Um, and and I, I, I'm happy I didn't have that test at age 13 because I don't know if I would have made it. That's why I, don't have that, I didn't have that test. But I think that when I when I look at that personally, um, my belief really is was then Baruch Hashem, but much more now that that was necessary for me to have certain skill sets um, and abilities which I would never have had. I would have never if I never had had that experience of being completely uh, hopeless in my own mind to get myself better. That there was no way you have chronic fatigue. You know, again, I didn't have an acute case of chronic fatigue, but I had symptoms for about a year. Um, you know, that you didn't know what would make you better, and you you look around, no one's being sympathetic because you look seventy percent, you are, are okay, to thirty percent, you feel very weak. So you know, you don't get that sympathy, and you're forced to, in your own world, have a For me personally, that was a good thing, and so I think for ourselves. What's very important to realize is it's emunas Every one of us here, I said, you people who are listening live or will listen to a tape, there are for the most part. I haven't heard this from you, uh, but we all struggle with this, and I, I include myself in that. And that is why wouldn't this be easier? Um, isn't there a challenge to this? Uh, you know, we're all we're all. You know, I may have mentioned the store is packed, but we all are suffering. I don't think that away from any of us. I, I just mean to say it's no comparison <laughs> to. Some of the other challenges and tests that I've heard. It's not the Great Depression. Not Brokhshman should not get to that. It's nothing close to that right now. Um, you know, I mean, it's a we won't get anything near that. You know, but it is certainly challenging. Uh, and for many people, they have, um, you know, part of it is feeling that darkness and not seeing the Amuna. And I think it's very important for us to realize it's not just, this class is not just to get us through it. It's to remind us that we're in this because Hashem wants us to be more. And Hashem believes and knows more than we could ever know that we can be so much more. And the path to all of us as individuals, I'm not talking about the world's that's the world's calculation, but the path for all of us really is to know that and to walk out of this uh, situation better and stronger that we should be gudoylem. <laughs> we should be great the rest of our lives. We should be the greatest people that we could and should be, uh, just like that 13-year-old boy, his path to greatness uh, was it was certainly challenging. I, I, if you don't think that that 13-year-old boy had days of doubt and challenge, then he was normal, he was human. But that's how he became great. So just a reminder when we have this class, because I hear people 
um, telling me more than once the past couple of days that they're not doing well. Uh, you know, I think that we all could and we all should not just be doing well. We should be growing in ways which would not be possible um, in, in normal times. Okay. Uh, well, the piece we're going to do right now in, 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 in Rabbeinu Yena um, is, I, I'm a, I've been very sherry. I'm more than much more than I am. Maybe because I'm in my office. I'm not in the social hall or in the show. But I actually, I have two quotes on my desk, which I've had this paper, so they've been crinkled. You can take a look. Uh, for several years, and I, I keep it right next to me. Two talking quotes. And one of the two quotes is what we're going to do right now. Um, and I'll get to, you know, well, no, when I get there, I'll, I'll, I'll call it out. And from the Indian Abitachan, Asher Zacharno, that we've been talking about and reminding ourselves of the importance of Bitachan, of trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, trust in Hashem, never to put your faith in man. It doesn't mean to deal with man. Never, it doesn't mean to, that you have to do your hashtalis, your proper court. We live in a world where we need people, where we, where we should be going to people. But our faith is not in nurses, sorry, Mrs. K, or doctors, or accountants, or anyone else. It's in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right, we, we we should pick the. I, I don't know if I pick a doctor. Um, you know, I'm on Kaiser, so if I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at which medical school they went to. So if they go to Penn, I know that they're obviously very well educated. Uh, if they go to Harvard, a little bit less. Stanford, a little bit less than that. But you know, I, I, I'll check it out. MIT, I see who this time we're going there. I'll put MIT ahead of Harvard for medicine, um, even though Harvard Medical School is probably better. But for you, I'll put everything. And I'll look. I'm serious. I'll look. I'll look. You know. Probably as important or more important in this school. How many years they've been practicing? Like I will, I'm not going to any doctor. I mean, I'm I'm going to do my best to go to the best, and I think that's all of our obligation. Um, the best, get the best possible medical care. If you want to get a loan, you should go to an honest person. Whatever you should always, you know, if you're doing construction, like people come to you all the time, like they do deals and they get uh, all the time. You can't imagine. I have. I, I'm like, uh, for some Israelis especially, you know, like a, like a rebel in a certain way. I, I mean, I hear all the deals. Like, you know, I, and I say, like, why did you look into this person? Like, something goes sour. Like, did you, did you do basic research? You know, or you just look at a name and sign up with the person? Yeah, really? I'm a big fan of, of, of doing proper establishments, checking out who you're dealing with, making sure that they're, they're the best possible provider of the service that you need them for. Um, I can tell you law intimately. Uh, there's a big differential in lawyers. There's real. There really, really is. So, but having said that, it's not. That's just a shtalis that, that you, we put our faith in Hashem. So the first thing is we don't trust a man. And here, this is the important part. That human beings cannot hurt you or better you. Help you or hurt you. Zulasi Hashem Unless Hashem has decreed it. Unless Hashem has said, this person is going to give you the loan, give you the ice cream if, if you want ice cream. He's going to give you a job or, or can take your job away from you. This guy, this, you know, somebody's used to this Indian or Chinese or African American, white American, Caucasian, whatever, they're, in your, they're your boss. And you don't think they like you. Maybe they don't like you, but they can't fire you unless Hashem wants it. And now it could be Hashem gave you this boss because you got to change jobs. Uh, 
but you know, and that, therefore they create that reality. But he can't. It's not, they, your life is not going to be decided by some uh, African American lady or white American man or I'm not picking this up by thing. I know or Jewish Hasidic guy. Where it makes a difference to me, right? That, that it's up to them. It's up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? It really is not. Like, people are like, oh my goodness, my life is going to be over. Your life is over. You think because you know some guy doesn't like you. Your whole life is over. Your ch- no, this guy can't do anything to you. That's all Hashem. Now, it could be that Hashem put this as your boss because you're supposed to move companies. You don't realize it today. It'll be, a, be your own journey. But that is. But but this guy himself is not doing anything to you. So last time, because Hashem is Baruch, Kiyin Shenemar, as Yirmiyot said, Arhagever, curse it. You want to get a curse, Chasv Shalom? You want a curse? Who wants a curse? Pasha, you, you know what I mean? If I. I'd be scared if uh, if a rabbi in our generation, who is any rabbi, certainly a chashev rabbi, would curse. You say you'd be cursed. Yermia, Yermia, Jeremiah, you curse God would be. You want to curse? Well, guess what? This is you know Yermia's not saying it's not his opinion. By the way, it's nevuah saying I'll be prophecy that a person who puts her trust in man is cursed, is cursed. And Mr. and Yeshaya said chidlo adam. Distance yourself from putting your faith in man. You can't hurt you. People are terrified of people. I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I believe that for Orthodox Jews, from the greatest challenges to be talked on, uh, and I've said this before, are people, not they, they trust in God, they, 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 they don't work on the second day of Yom Tiffer and Shabbos, they're not going to get hurt. They believe that. But I, but they believe that people can hurt them, and they forget about Hashem. I, I, I how do I know that? Because I said this a little while back. I have people coming into my office like they're hurting me, they're killing me. There's my mother-in-law sometimes. Sometimes it's family, uh, uh, and sometimes it's neighbors. Sometimes it's you know other. They they believe that all of a sudden it's the the guy down the street is going to decide their fate. It's like. That person is going to be the one who's going to decide everything in the world, um, and the person has to know. Can be honest? No, no human being now could hurt you without a gzeir Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean to go to the worst neighborhood uh, in New York City or Chicago, uh, you know, or Oakland, or go, you know, wherever it is, and say, "Okay, no man can hurt me. I'm safe. God, no, don't yeah. a murderer is a murderer. Stay far away from them." But it means, and by the way, it's like driving a car 100 miles an hour. If you if you go to a dangerous neighborhood, uh, you are going to be judged on your merits. Well, are you worthy of getting out? If you drive 100 miles an hour like a maniac, you are, first of all, endangering your life and other people's lives, and you were judged. So whenever you jump off a cliff or everything dangerous, so you actually judge at that moment, are you worthy of being saved? So if you go to an area where there's gunfights or gangs, so then you're 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 a fool. Um, but we, but even there, that that murderer can't do anything to you unless there's a gzeir shemaim. But you need more merits uh, if you do it. But I'm not even talking about physical danger. I see overwhelmingly uh, is nothing like that. It's people at work and they're worried that they're they're, they're someone's going to beat them to the job or someone's going to hurt them. They're nervous and. Like their whole destiny, all of their family, their children, it's all up to some random guy who got the promotion before you. Like that's, not, and there's no Hashem in their lives. Like, it's like, I, I'm, and I'm telling you, 
I Rachmanis, I hear some Orthodox Jews, I can't believe it. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I sometimes, uh, you know, myself, you know, I, I will be stirred, I'll be bothered, because I think that somewhere something's going to affect me or my family, you know, and it's shaker, it's, it's complete false, it's, it's not true. Right? The only one who can ultimately affect you, that the, again, I, I told you, if I'm going to a doctor, I'm picking the best doctor, I'm going to research the doctor, if I'm going to make an investment, if I'm going to, you know, deal with people, I will try to put myself around the best people. That's that's normal living in this world. No one's saying that. But after I, you do that, you you, have, you put your faith in Hashem. Um, uh, as King David says in, in Tillam, in God I put, I, I put my trust. Lo ira. I'm not, I'm not scared. Now, David was the ultimate, as I mentioned a little while back, he learned to tell him, David is the ultimate Baal Tachan. Right? What can man can touch me? This is the same David who will go without armor to fight, to fight Goliath and you know to fight Goliath because he lived completely. It wasn't be talking. By the way, this is very important. Every every iota, every drop that we get of true faith and trust, uh, not just cerebral, but in the God emotional, is priceless. It's eternally priceless, the mitzvah and it's priceless in this world that it, how much it benefits us and it, it endows us with so much bracha uh, in, in, in this world. So it's it's mamish hafla, it's it's priceless. However, um, even though it's you know uh, yeah, it, it, it's priceless, the high level bitachon. It's real. It's that you can't say have bitachon and you're nervous. That's not real bitachon. It means you may have improved yourself a little bit, but real bitachon means it's real. It's a litmus test. So I, me, Menachem Levine, would never in a million years go against Goliath because I'd be killed. Because David's reality was that he lived completely with God. So David actually killed a lion with his bare hands, and he actually killed Goliath because to David a lion was nothing, and Goliath was nothing. And when Goliath would laugh and scorn the Jewish people and God and David, to David that was an assault and he was willing to put himself in, on the line because he wasn't scared of Goliath. All he was scared of was Hashem. And all he lived with Hashem. I don't think there's anyone in the past few hundred years, actually I shouldn't say that, I don't think anyone, I don't think, I know anyone who, you know, could be the one that could have done that. I have no idea. But, but my point is, is that that's not a joke. You know, that I, uh, I, I would venture to say I don't think the Vilna Gaon would have went out to, to fight Goliath because B'derek um, HaTeva, you know, you have to be 100%. Maybe he would have, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I know myself. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that I would be killed in one second fighting Goliath. Just like I jumped off a tree. I jumped off an Empire State Building. But to David, but to David, it was, what? I have faith in God. You know, I'm not scared. My Yasa Adonai, what can man do to me? Now, by the way, if Goliath would attack you or I, then we would be uh, allowed to have the faith to be saved. And like that case, the gas chamber, right? Yeshua Hashem care of I, like I mentioned, then we may be Zoycha to a miracle. We just don't have to put ourselves into that situation because we're not at that level we talk on. But if, if God puts us into there, I would actually, I would think that I would have faith and maybe is a, is a merit for my whatever, you know, but to put yourself that's you know that that's really the high level. I'm getting a little bit too too technical here. But that Hashem Lilo Yiramayas Adam, right? Also, it says later until I'm like Hashem is with me, right? What is man gonna do? I'm not scared. 
We say this throughout Allah Hashem God is my light and my salvation. There's nothing to be scared of in this world. Which means, what do you mean light? So light means a lot of things. One thing light is it's you know, when it's dark at night. You hear, you know, all kinds of noises. I remember as a kid, you had sleepovers in you know, in camp. I went to sleepover camp. My parents paid a lot of money, and then they would take you out to these overnights in the middle of the woods. You know, you'd sleep outside. Now some people would do that with their big kids. You know, like uh, I don't know, the mill rods or Adlers in good times. Like those, they all go to the mountains and sleep out there. I have no desire. Uh, like I have no desire to do that. I'm happy to be in my bed. Uh, but like at night, you, everything is amplified. You hear noises. Something, some, you know, some of the things sound scary. You know, but day light pushes it away. Sometimes you. Know, you know, one of the tricks, which is brought down in the Sifrei Musa, if you're, if you're ever scared of people, like, again, I mentioned, I, I've, I've dealt with very often um, good good people, amazing people, who just are, um, are scared of their own reality. So, like, they'll come in, like, in a Hufflepuff, their 88-year-old mother-in-law or father-in-law is out to kill them, or ruin their life, or their brother-in-law, or their boss, I'm talking about Jewish bosses, and there's so and like, why is that? Because it always sees the darkness. And if you have a light, you realize that not that person. I know your mother-in-law; she's a nice lady. I know your father-in-law. I know this person. Not perfect. Maybe have their own desire. They're not to kill you. The light takes away the danger. You think this person's so scary, so dangerous? Light takes it away. Actually, so one of the most tricks is whenever you think someone's scary, is to amplify to make them look silly in your mind, like like the Joker or like Humpty Dumpty, whatever you want to do. And just like make them look, it's a joke. No one, no one can hurt you um, unless Hashem says that you you deserve this or you need this for reasons like I mentioned before. It's for your own personal uh, greatness. But my Yasili Adam, you think man can choose to hurt me? It's all Hashem. It's like you get hit by a stick again. It's not the stick that's hitting you. It's a Kadosh Baruch Hu. And so the Hashem is my light. What am I scared of? Amen. Babo Atzara Midaito. Therefore, when things, dangerous things happen, when we are challenged, when it's scary, when you do have a boss who may hate your guts, or all of a sudden the person who you never got along with gets promoted to your manager and is going to report about you, or you're in a situation like we are in today, which is a very, you know, as I mentioned, you can you can do your best and, you know, the wrong contact, inadvertent, or whatever it is, you're in a person's in a challenging time, right? You should, uh, you should be, you should look up to your master. Don't look at the stick. Look at who's hitting you. It's Hashem. Don't forget about our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And you should have, first of all, increase your Shemayim, that you should be doing this right, and also to have hope. And put your faith in Shemayim. The word, they'll appease the boss at work. Now, by the way, if you have a boss who doesn't like you, are a manager, or you're in a, of course you do whatever you can to make your situation better. Be politically adept, be friendly, be nice, do your job, do whatever you need to do to be, to be successful. But, Hashem put you in that situation. So it could be, by the way, sometimes you have to make life changes, right? So I'll go back to myself. When I had Epstein-Barr, 
uh, slash chronic fatigue. I actually had to change my diet. Um, I, I started to exercise a little bit more. Um, I went to doctors. I don't know what I need to do, you know. And, but ultimately, my salvation was from Hashem. Right? We, of course, we should change ourselves. That's exciting today. This COVID is so bothersome. Uh, not for you people on, this, uh, on, the, on, the, on the recording or, or watching live, but for, for the world. I can't tell you how um, sad I am, uh, how bothered I am, not, you know, that on a, on a global scale, there has not been uh, a reckoning of what life is about. It's, I'm, I feel like I'm surrounded by heresy. Um, you know, that it's all man, and man will get a cure, and we'll get a vaccine, it's only 18 months or less, and herd immunity, I mean, I, and all those things are important, but it's, believe on Kaddish Baruch and I'm telling you this, you and I need to strengthen ourselves, because we're surrounded by heresy. What's the heresy? They forget about Hashem. You don't hear Hashem? There's no Bezer Hashem, there's no please God, there's no God mentioned. There's no God mentioned. You know, it's, it's nothing, it's all man, it's all, it's what's going to happen now? Everything is up to Mamish It's all around us that way. Um, and, you know, Rahmanis, I, I, I think that, you know, we, again, the people watching and listening to this, both live and recorded, are, are people looking to hear what Hashem says. And I'm sure all of us have made changes to our lives and thought about it existentially. Um, but the world has not. And that's actually concerning um, more than anything else. But it's depressing in a certain way. That, that we, we can have such a moment of humility that to realize it's not up to us, and yet nobody hears the message. And I say nobody, I'm talking globally. Uh, globally, it's all about, you know, which act we'll do next. And that we should be t- taking the proper precautions uh, or, or, and opening what should be opened for the other realities of economics, etc. But it's Hashem. And we do the same thing. We, we, we're scared of people, of bosses, of neighbors, of, of relatives that are, that are problematic relationships. Uh, and we, we could easily forget about that. And, and, we're, and so when you're in that situation, when you have a terrible boss or a neighbor who's scary, uh, that really it's Hashem telling you one of two things. Sometimes you have to make a change, a physical change, change your job. You need to move on. And this is your way of... of you know, there's a law of inertia, law of thermodynamics. People like to stay where they are, even if it's not good for them. You know, uh, you know, we we would, you know, even Yaakov Avinu wanted to have a little pleasant life. No one wants to uh, change if things are going smoothly in their own mind. So sometimes it's Hashem knocking and doing, saying, "You have a different challenge, a different journey. For whatever reason, you have to move on." Um, but definitely, always, and more often. And just change it, is that Hashem saying, you need to wake up. Where's your tefillahs to me? You need to give more charity. You need to do more deeds. You need to work on yourself. And this scary boss can get fired tomorrow. Or could decide to get married and move to, to I don't know, to Oregon and live, on, live outside Eugene and play the flute. I don't know. It could be a million things, right? This person could say, get a promotion and not be your boss anymore. He can go to work at a different company or a different opportunity. There's, the boss is just a stick from Hashem. He's saying to you, wake up. <laughs> wake up. Get up. What are you doing with your life? More charity. More tzedakah. More thought. More reliance. You think it's all up to you. It could be that you need rectification because of you, the way you treat other people. Um, 
Betachan gamar below suffik. If the gamar goes up below the kiyakav had salaben amaka, shenamar pal gemayli melech biyar Hashem al kariyak bat yito, and to know that everything comes from Hashem, even the king, right? You know, whoever, whoever, um, you know, there are people who think that Donald Trump will destroy America and their lives in the world. I thought Obama would, and for his offer certainly, but it, I'm not really here to talk about my political. I think. Joe Biden may, and I think Trump could also. But I, I, what I don't believe is that you and I, our lives, um, to the extent we can't control it, are going to be decided in a negative way that we shouldn't experience by any president. It's all up to Hashem. Now, we have to do our due duty, we have to do our due diligence. Obviously, we want merits, the good things. But no one's going to, you know, no one's causing World War III if God is World War III. No one's, like, who's going to cause nuclear war? It's causing nuclear war. No, 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 no. Someone like that. No one's not. That's all to Hashem. If Hashem wants it to be nuclear war, you can have the two nicest presidents and the messages get crossed and by mistake something happens and there's retaliation. You don't have to have Iran. All you want is Hashem wants it to be nuclear war. Just like this little, this Magev of son came, in one second everything can change like that also. It doesn't, it's not, it's not up to the people and therefore the Pasuk says it. It's Paul Gemayim Hashem, that king Tomorrow things could change. That the person who never wanted to do things could end up Nixon. Nixon was an anti-Semite. How do we know that? Because he's been taped. You heard Nixon. The man. The man was a was was actually contrary to revisionist history. Was probably one of the most successful foreign ministry presidents. Um, in the in, in the you know he, he did amazing things on foreign policy, largely because of his Kissinger and others, but. He, but he was a drunkard, an anti-Semite. And the man, what happened? In the 73 war, he was the one, Israel was on, you know, it was on the ropes. Israel was, B'derech HaTeva, going to be destroyed um, until they ran out of weapons. The, the third Egyptian army, everyone likes to tell a story how Sharon encircled it, but they had no weapons to fight it at a certain point until America started airlifting tons of weapons to Israel. Um, and it was under Nixon that this happened. And there's all kinds of different stories and theories that Goldemir told him that she's going to nuke the Egyptians because they had nuclear weapons unless we get weapons. They all, whatever story you want, you want. I, I, it's not my point tonight. Um, although that whole Yom Kippur war was super miraculous, what happened there. Um, it was Nixon who bailed him out. This bum, he's a bum. He was a, he's a cheat. He's a bum. You know, he's also, you know, uh, he was no lover of Jews. He would make fun of Kissinger, by the way. It's recorded. He would mock him. He would mock his Judaism. Uh, and he's the one who saved Eretz Yisrael. So why? Because Hashem, in one second, there's a calculation because of Russia, because of this, or whatever it is. If Hashem wants it, that's what's going to be. And therefore, and therefore, which is important to you and I right now, is when we're dealing with COVID, it's all Hashem. So if we're a scientist, we should be scientists. If you believe certain politicians are better or worse, then vote for those people. But but don't forget, <laughs> this is all Hashem. All Hashem. Yad Hashem is Baruch Vavlo Shachar Shatzar Kovachas and Akharish Baruchu is there to to help. You know, um, in, in a moment, just like before the Tsara, before COVID, Hashem is here, and COVID comes right now. Right, and, and, and it's it's so you know when I think I mentioned in the beginning about people not steiging, not growing during this time, it's because they're 
thinking and reading the news, this, this heresy, this kfirah, all around us, from the most conservative to the most liberal to everything in between, uh, the, all of the media, it's all about man. It's all about the Chinese, China or Wuhan or this one's policies or this governor's too strict, too reckless. Like, that's all that's reported. Like, Governor of Georgia, I mean, Governor Newsom is a moron because he's going to knock out control. This one is a Governor Newsom is brilliant because he saved the governor. Governor, quote, like, that's all you hear all day. Like, you know, or Trump, what did he know about hydrocarbon? And he thinks this. Did he really mean what he said? That? Did he not mean what he said? That was it's, Who cares? I mean, do you really make a difference if Trump says this or not? If you don't like him, you're going to vote against him when he does. And if you like him, you'll vote for him. Right, but what that's like consumes the news and everything around. And there's people who know the counts in Switzerland and Italy. And are we crazy? Are we pushed out of our minds? Hashem is giving a magifa to the world to wake us up, and we forget Hashem. I I mean, there are people who read the news and and follow this more than they're thinking about Hashem the whole day. And and when they think Hashem, when things are bad, really, it should be the biggest wake up call that Hashem is knocking on the door. We have a faith in Hashem. Ah, when it's up to Hashem, then it's the biggest place to be tough on. Not scared. You know why? Because in one second it can go away. In one second it's, it can go away. And in, in, in fact, you know, to the extent that we're thinking, we're, if Hashem is doing this, it's for our best. Forgetting the world right now. Us as individuals, it's for our best for us to become better people. For us to, to steig. For us to... Honestly, I think, as I have said multiple times, it's the gift of getting close to Hashem. Uh, the gift of really feeling in your life that everything is up to Hashem. And it's in the, that Hashem has put you in the situation uh, and that it's the biggest, biggest, biggest... Uh, 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 g- gift. I'm actually finished the paragraph. We're not going to get to my statement tonight. We'll get to tomorrow because I get to it. Um, can you have hope? Hashem is part of the stream because He loves you. You know, I might forget the world, the philosophical why the world has to go through this. Hashem loves the world too, but for you and I right now, Hashem is putting this for our benefit. For everyone, that we should be gudoylim. We should be great. We should fulfill our potential in this world. Right? We should be the spiritual giants for eternity. Forever and ever and ever that we could and should be. And this is our opportunity. This is our chance to do that. And if you know that you should have hope. You should have hope, first of all, in salvation. You should have hope in yourself that you're going to be successful in this. says David. Strengthen your heart. Right? As I mentioned, this shir, any bitachan shir, it's all West Point. This is just theory. Will you and I be successful in faith and trust? Is up to us. The battle is in ourselves. Right? The battles in our own hearts and minds of to see Hashem and to feel Hashem and to feel Hashem. You know, to, to really truly feel Hashem in, in, in you know in, in our in our lives. And the more hope because we understand Hashem is all kind, all great, the more hope we have. Uh, 
Listen to the Sakhtar Benayah. Tehidu Maila Tanefesh. Our own soul gets raised and goes up. Our own soul is uplifted. We become greater individuals, holier individuals, more spiritual or on, on others. Venemar al Yarech Levavchem. It's talking about war. Don't be scared. Pirsh al Tiraminam. You're looking at a neighboring army, and the old armies, they used to have all kinds of noise makers and machines, and they were banging their, their shields and their spears. And they, they, were, they, were, they were, you know, we say, they would have no mercy if they got you. No mercy. Um, you'll see their chariots and their horses. Don't be scared of them. This, that's like the ultimate. It's up to Hashem. You should fear Hashem. Because Hashem is the one who will decide, will you be successful at work? Right? Hashem will be will be your fear and Hashem will, will give you your sal- salvation. Actually we'll pick up tomorrow night on this topic, um, which I really believe uh, and, I, and I'm telling you this um, and from my own self and I'm telling you from really dealing with many people. This solely applies to COVID. Uh, and realizing the source of it, what, what, where our fears and our hopes and our heads should be, but but it's also very much applicable in life um, that every person we deal with will deal with differently if we realize that they're just pawns and that the real uh, person moving the, all of the all, everything has Hashem. We'll, we'll deal with all of life differently. It's really a gift that we have at this moment. So we will pick up. There's good stuff to come on this topic tomorrow night, so stay tuned. Okay? And we'll see you tomorrow night. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Lila Tov. Lila Tov. Lila Tov. Connecting with the Bible is the only one way to connect with our Kodesh Baruch Hu.